0: what happened with me is like, you have to check out of your hotel at 11, but your next train or your next flight or whatever, isn't leaving until like four o'clock in the afternoon. Like, what do you do with your cat? Like (laughs) you can't leave them with your luggages. Like you can leave your luggages at the hotel. Right. But you you can't leave your cat. So you got to take them. Right. (laughs) So that's why I I recommend just having like a backpack as well um, that you can unpack and just put them in Um, because that would be a lot more comfortable. Welcome to
1: the Move Abroad Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Rochelle, and this podcast is for you if you're ready to finally move abroad. So if you've been talking about moving abroad for years and still haven't made the move – I'm here to walk you through the entire process with concrete step-by-step info, deep dives into the fears keeping most of us stuck at home, and a healthy dose of motivation to make sure you turn your dream of moving abroad into a reality. So what are you waiting for? Let's get the adventure started. Everyone, Welcome to the Move Abroad Coach Podcast. Today, we are here to talk about moving abroad with cats, specifically. So after episode 20 came out about moving abroad with pets, we've been getting a lot of questions around, you know, the timeline, like what is the timeline? How long does it take? How does the process work? And some very specific questions around cats, like if you do have a cat, Where do they pee? What's the litter box situation? And so I myself have two cats. um, And I decided, you know what? Since a lot of you are also cat lovers out there who knew we had so many, I'm going to bring on um, one of my Freedom Life coaching clients, Kara, who recently moved to Tbilisi, Georgia. Fun fact, she actually lives on the same street as me now. So she uh, adopted a cat in Beijing and moved her cat from Beijing to Tbilisi via Germany very recently, just a couple months ago. So I'm going to chat with her, and she's going to walk us through the entire process that she went through, and answer some of the most common questions that keep coming up. So she's going to tell us her entire timeline, including how far out to get started on the process. She's going to talk through some of the paperwork that she had to get, some of the gear that she used on the plane, uh, what it's like bringing a cat on the plane in the litter box situation, and then also what it's like to travel with a cat. Like if you are, you know, waiting for your flight or going to a hotel, like what do you do with your cat and and then she's going to give some of her top tips and advice on the process. But uh, after we recorded this interview, I realized that most of what she said is pretty much relevant for everyone, including especially if you have a carry-on pet, right? So if you are bringing a small dog or something like that, the only thing in this episode that's not relevant for you is the litter box stuff. Everything else is relevant. So if you have a small carry-on sized pet, um, everything in this episode pretty much is also going to be super, Relevant for you. And even if you have a bigger pet, like let's say you have a large dog that you're going to put in cargo, yes, we're not talking too much about cargo today, but still uh, pay attention to the parts where we talk about paperwork and the process and stuff like that, because that's going to be exactly the same for you. The only difference is the crate training and, and putting an animal in the crate and cargo and stuff like that. So I really hope that you uh, enjoy this interview with Kara, who has some recent insight. So if you have a cat or a small dog, uh, this interview is for you. All right. Hello, Kara. And thank you so much for joining us. We were just joking that she literally lives on the same street as me, and yet we are doing this (laughs) from our respective apartments. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, Kara's coming to talk to us today about moving abroad with your cat, Henrik. Um, But yeah, so tell us, um, basically what you did was you moved your cat from China to... Tbilisi, Georgia, via Germany. yeah, via yes. Germany. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, a little bit different than bringing your cat from the U.S., but I would say more complicated than um, bringing your cat from the U.S. Yeah. So, I feel like you should yeah. give some. In- you can give Thanks us so some well. insight.
0: <laughs> yeah. A lot of the procedures, from my understanding, are pretty much the same. So, yeah. um, I can just share some of that as well. Yeah, um, I think the
1: main thing, the main concern was like Chinese documents are yeah. unique, and it's,
0: yeah. it's like, well, are these countries going to take these documents? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Georgia, I was like, um, well, I know I got to the EU, but I'm not sure about Georgia. But yeah, Henrik's here, everything's good. So
1: yeah, um, well, I was like, if you if you got into the EU with your Chinese documents, yeah. you will definitely get into Georgia. They're way less strict here. Um, yeah. But yeah, so yeah. why don't you tell us you? Um, so you adopted henrik in china mm-hmm. um and then tell us about the process that you had to do for getting the documents together
0: yeah so um i was when i got henrik i was in a smaller city uh and they didn't have any way to microchip him or give him like um any official documents in that smaller city um i would have had to go to shanghai but then i ended up moving to beijing so it all worked out in the end <laughs> um <laughs> Uh so in Beijing they have a specific clinic uh that it's called the International Vet Center of something ICVS doesn't matter mm-hmm. but uh they have a very specific um vet that I had to take him to and I actually took him last July so here's kind of like the timeline of how everything went down mm-hmm. because I know that yeah. that's kind of a it was a concern for me and also could be a concern for other people because you can't just simply vaccinate your cat and hop on the next plane to Europe it takes time that's Mm -hmm. the main thing that everyone needs to know is that it takes time it takes time um about four to six months so yeah and I believe that's the same for the U.S. so um because the entry requirements the EU are are the same so um even if you're just transiting through the EU, so like you're coming from America and like say you're going to like Georgia or Dubai or Africa or somewhere, you know, you're still going to have to prepare your cat uh, to transit through the EU. So you still have to prepare all your, so even if your final destination doesn't require all these things, the EU, because you're transiting through, even if you don't ever leave the airport, you still have to meet these requirements. So fun of them
1: right (laughs) even if you don't leave the airport
0: (laughs) so they are very strict about these things but ironically they don't always check yeah i ended up finding out um uh but basically you have to have a microchip and it has to be like an internationally approved uh brand i can't tell you which brand it is um but I know my chip was imported from Germany, but I'm assuming any kind of microchip from the U.S. would also be, you know, internationally Mm -hmm. certified or whatever, like, accepted. And you won't
1: have to go to some special clinic in Beijing to do it. I mean, unless you're in
0: (laughs) in a small town like me, I don't think, like, a small town in Kansas would be able to do all this kind of documentation. You might need to go to, like, a bigger city Mm -hmm. um, in your state, but I would assume that if you go to, like, a bigger city in your state you can get all this done um but yeah you need to have the microchip that's the first thing you need to do is get the microchip and i believe it's a 15 digits 15 digit code um and they they place it in the back of the neck um and on that same day then you can also get their rabies vaccination um so you can do that on the same day and then they also suggested to me they actually had like kind of like a package deal when i went to the vet in beijing Uh, to do just like kind of a general wellness check, because uh, what can happen is, uh, just like people, um, cats can have, you know, a low white blood cell count or a high, and it can fluctuate. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're sick or have any kind of infection. But if, for example, you would get your cat like to check, um, your cat would get checked or something like the day before you leave, and your cat is showing like low, low white blood cell count or something. I'm um, not a doctor, yeah. but like, basically <laughs> they could show that they could be infected with something. But in reality, this is just like normal for the cat. So if you have on mm. record, if you have on record that your cat normally, you know, like kind of fluctuates um, and isn't actually sick, that works out in your favor because then, you know, they can call up the vet and you have paperwork to prove that this is just your cat being normal. If that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Cause they make you do that check, like right before you leave that final yeah. health check. So it's like yeah, so sure if on, ahead of time, what your cat's health looks like.
0: So if on that or final pet, I guess. check, they are showing like that they're, they take blood or something and they're showing, you know, some not nice results <laughs> or whatever, then at least you have kind of the paperwork and like kind of the proof to say, oh, my cat is just maybe stressed out and that's why the blood cell count or whatever is maybe off or whatever. So yeah, I would recommend just already having just like a general wellness check as well. So whatever your vet kind of, you know, suggests for that wellness check, I would just go ahead and do it. I could not tell you all the things that they did to Henrik on that. (laughs) They did a lot. They gave me a whole report after. Um, So, yeah, so chip rabies vaccination and then wellness check. That's kind of like your first step. Uh, And then 30 days after your rabies vaccination, you can go back to the vet and they can take a sample, um, I guess, blood or stool sample. I'm not quite sure. And with that, then they have to take the sample and send it to an EU approved lab. So your vet should know what lab that is and where. Yeah. Um, uh, in China, there's only one. <laughs> so yeah, you send it to the the vet will send it to that lab, um, and it takes about thirty days to get the results from that. So I took Henrik on July 19th. I took him then for hit initially to get him chipped and. Everything. Then on August twentieth or nineteenth or something like this is when I took him back, uh, and they took the sample for the rabies antigen body test R A T T I think is the okay is the thing. And then from that from that day, it you need ninety days um, after that mm-hmm. for you to be allowed into the EU. So if your cat passes the the rabies test, the rabies antigen test, then in theory, you can go August, uh, September, October, November. So November, like November 20th or whatever was like the soonest I could go um, mm-hmm. or start the process for like leaving, basically, because yeah. up until that point, I just had to wait. There was nothing I could do. You just have to wait for the results and wait for the 90 days after that exam- that um that thing. And this is like, I mean, this is the Chinese one, but it you know, nice. it has like a- yeah. and yeah, it just says rabies antibody test report and it's bilingual. So um it's probably I mean, coming from the US, it probably doesn't need to be bilingual, but maybe that <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So basically what
1: you're saying is if we're going the EU route where they're, they want the rabies antigen body test and they're picky, um, and you want to move abroad, you know, in the next few months, like you've got to, we got to start now basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like, like literally like the soonest I could leave was November. And Mm -hmm. even then I still had other things that I had to complete. So it would have taken me like, if I wanted to leave in November, like end of November, it would have still taken me another like two weeks to like actually leave so Mm -hmm. that's that's another part um also like um this is like Henrik's little passport um but inside just has like the basic information like my my nationality and my name and my address in beijing and uh, my passport number my phone number and the date of issue um Mm -hmm. and then it, it I don't know I think the EU pa- passport actually has like a picture of your of your cat or dog oh, I'm fun. Not sure though. but in the Chinese one it just describes him as white with spots <laughs> and <laughs> yeah then they have like an official red stamp as they do in China over that yeah. and then after kind of the information page you have all the um the stickers from the vaccines So actually that's how mine looks too. Yeah. So actually just last week I took him to a vet here in Georgia because already it's June, uh, middle of June. So you have to get your rabies. If you don't want to go through this process again, avoiding 90 days, you have to get your cat vaccinated again for rabies one month before, um, before it expires. Mm, So, okay. Yeah. So I went last week and they were thoroughly confused. <laughs> they were like, what is this book? <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I had to kind of guess on my Chinese. She was like, what does this mean? I was like, I think it means doctor. <laughs> like the doctor name. But anyways, uh, it just, um, again, just has your vaccines. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Um the one that they gave me here in Georgia was No Novavac. Um apparently this is an international one. Um that sounds familiar. Yeah, and I can't read the Chinese one. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but it's got like a blue sticker like the Novavac. so I guess it's kind of I mean it looks Yeah. It's gonna be probably, probably the, the same. same. <laughs> So Anyways.
1: you got, you got that done well in advance. And then what, what the yeah. last thing you just need is like a wellness check from the doctor right before you go. Basically. Um, yeah. The I vet, think I mean.
0: in the US, you can just get a letter from your local doctor or whatever, or your normal vet about the wellness check or whatever. But in terms of China, then I had to go and do this, which was a customs um, exit entry inspection and quarantine of the people's Republic of China, animal health certificate. Um. For the non-commercial movement to EU of five or less dogs, cats, or ferrets. So <laughs> China <laughs> and, loves their official
1: documents, yeah, but only if and, they've got a red stamp on them. Otherwise, yeah, they they don't
0: words, matter. That's the red yep. stamp, so we're good. <laughs> and I was told by the because I ended up using an agency to help me do all this because uh, my Chinese not not good enough to do. this by myself because it was basically like taking my cat for a visa in China it was so weird yeah (laughs) and so I asked the agency and they they told me that this certificate is basically like a EU passport or like it's valid it's like like a passport international passport uh Mm because it's valid for like four months after after the inspection um nice So, yeah, but nowhere on the internet did it say anything about whether or not that would be valid when I got into Georgia. So, (laughs) yeah,
1: I think, I mean, based on, you know, my research, if you're coming from the U.S., you just need like a letter from your vet that's like yeah they're good to go they are not sick the end and like that's it that's also my
0: understanding when I was trying to figure out about getting Henrik into Georgia I was because there's lots of information about like getting cats from the USA to Georgia but like yeah not so much from China to Germany to Georgia like (laughs) yeah not so much but it worked it was fine (laughs) it worked so I ended up leaving February 3rd yeah February 3rd um because and this is the other important thing that you everyone needs to know is you have to call the airline before you book your tickets that's the other yes. most important thing uh, uh microchip first rabies and uh call the airline before you book your tickets um because you have to ask them so like i flew with lustanza so both times from from um, beijing to frankfurt and then from munich to Uh, Tbilisi so you have to call up like Lufthansa and I think what United Airlines also has and I mean there's a whole you can find out easily which other airlines Mm -hmm. are allowing pets in cabin that's the other thing is like I'm telling you information for taking a cat in cabin with you like if you're taking the cat under the um, under the plane or whatever that's a whole other story which I didn't really pay much attention to because I was like, no way am I leaving my baby under the plane? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah. So you have to call up Lufthansa or your airline and just ask them um, if there's any space for your pet to be on board. Uh, mm-hmm. Because in terms of China, I think it was like, you're allowed one to four pets per flight to exit, um, yeah, and a lot of
1: airlines, it's somewhere between two and five or something like yeah, that as well. They lot. have their own
0: rules. Yeah, it's yeah. not a lot, all things considering. And I think it also depends on the country. So like maybe some countries will say like, no, you can't take more than like two cats or whatever, or two dogs. Yeah. Or It just depends on the airline and it depends on the country. So double check, but just ask them like, do you have any space for my cat? And they'll look and they'll tell you the dates or if you have a specific date in mind that you want, or a specific specific mm-hmm. flight that you want, uh, you can tell them, and they can tell you if there's any space for your pet on that. Then, uh, after they get the information about your cat and whatever, they'll just ask like the size, like the size weight, and he can't be over eight kilos with the carrier. Which I recommend getting a soft mm-hmm. carrier, um, because. Yeah, you have to have a soft one and it has to fit underneath the plane seat. That's so, like
1: 17.6 pounds for the people who yeah. are curious. And that's yeah.
0: including the carrier weight, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the carrier and the cat has to be eight kilos or seventeen point six pounds, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so uh yeah, because it has to fit under the seat. So I can't tell you the exact dimensions of my carrier because uh, you know, every airline has different seats yeah like requirements but again the airline will just ask you uh what's the dimension of your carrier uh I have two I ended up using like kind of a duffel bag shaped uh carrier Mm -hmm. uh for Henrik and then I also have like a backpack one but I ended up just keeping the backpack one like packed away um because I wasn't sure if it would fit or like what kind of dimensions like yeah, I think the duffel
1: weird. bag ones are yeah. better, like the ones that are kind of soft. But I have one for yes. Yasmina, like they're kind of soft, but they keep their shape, yeah. and yeah, something like that. Oh, so I found strap that, like, shoulder. in
0: terms of the airplane traveling with the duffel bag shaped uh, carrier is best. But in yeah. terms of like, if you're taking your cat out and like walking around with him during the day or something, you need like a backpack because if yeah. you have the duffel bag one, you kind of like bounce. Like Hendrik kind of bounces on my leg. <laughs> because
1: yeah. like, we brought Morty like, to a friend's and walked there yeah, and I had yeah. one of the ones over my shoulder and I'm like, this is a nightmare. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's not very fun. So backpack yeah. is definitely a lot more comfortable for both the cat and you. Um, but I wouldn't recommend having the backpack one for the airline, for the airplane. Yeah. So if you have space sense. in your luggage, I would just pack a backpack type um, backpack type um carrier as well, to but just have just have like because if you have to like check out of your hotel like if you're not like going to a specific destination in Europe and you're like just kind of figuring out where you're going first like you don't have a, an address or you don't have like a an apartment yet or something and you're just staying staying at Airbnbs or hotels and like let's say like for what happened with me is like, you have to check out of your hotel at 11, but your next train or your next flight or whatever, isn't leaving until like four o'clock in the afternoon. Like, what do you do with your cat? Like (laughs) you can't leave them with your luggages. Like you can leave your luggages at the hotel. Right. But you you can't leave your cat. So you got to take them. Right. (laughs) So that's why I I recommend just having like a backpack as well, um, that you can unpack and just put them in um, yeah. that would be a lot more comfortable. Um, Let's, so yeah,
1: it, let me quickly ask about in terms of yeah. the like the litter box situation yeah. Yeah. for the flight and like that. So, yeah. what did you do yeah. for that?
0: Okay, so I was really nervous about that as well. Um, because I was like, that's a long, you know, a while for him not to go to the bathroom or whatever. Um, I did, you can buy, I'm sure, on Amazon. Cause I got them, you know, on Taobao in China, uh, like a foldable, um, Mm-hmm. um foldable litter box basically um yeah. and you can kind of like mine actually kind of clips on you can kind of clip it onto the the duffel bag carrier kind of thing and i also got these like collapsible bowls and i uh, those also can clip on and i also got like a cup that looks like one of those like protein shake cups but it actually divides down the middle and like half of it can be food and half of it can be water uh, nice. and it doesn't like, mix or whatever so I had all that packed on like clipped on to his uh duffel bag carrier kind of thing um <clears throat> I also had uh from my flight to Germany to Tbilisi to I had like these little like uh relaxed paste um oh yes kind of treats <laughs> I remember yeah, that. His ears, his ears perked up. <laughs> That's why I said when I said. <laughs> he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, he's still too comfy. <laughs> he's like, mm, "Not worth it. <laughs> um, anyways, um, you can, uh, this is like a German brand, but I'm sure there's some in the U S that you can just pick up or your vet might give you some like anti-stress medication or something for your, for your cat. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say you have to sedate your cat. Mine, he squawks at like everything. And I thought he was going to become like the next viral viral video. I thought I was like, my cat's gonna be so embarrassing, but he he like he did so good on the plane. So like, um yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily suggest like sedating your cat or something for the flight because okay. Yeah. I mean, that was my personal experience and like unless your vet really recommends it, um. Yeah, I did read I-
1: an article about a girl whose cat started trying to like, like chew their way through the netting of the <laughs> of the bag and like they were going nuts. That so maybe that the cat like that.
0: I thought that that was going to be Henrik, but it wasn't. So like uh, these anti-stress pills that the vet in Beijing gave me um, were actually they were all natural and had like chamomile and stuff in it. Like mm-hmm. and so you it's not like one that you can give them right away like you kind of have to build up their tolerance for it if that makes sense like so like three days before I left I started giving him the anti-stress pills so that it kind of like built up in his system that he was just Mm -hmm. already kind of more calm I guess although he wasn't that calm but (laughs) (laughs) you know it wasn't like he was like ah but he was just like oh okay (laughs) so uh yeah um so yeah, okay. I had the litter box, but I didn't actually end up packing any litter uh, with me because I was like, "That's a lot of weight, you know," <laughs> and yeah. and that like, what do you do with it and all that. Like, I've seen some YouTube videos, like this one Japanese guy who like took his cat from Japan to America, and he actually had like litter, and because the flight was so empty, like the the flight attendants allowed him to take his cat to the actual bathroom in the in the plane and he yeah, like i've heard people
1: do yeah, and, and like, then they pour like a little baggie of litter yeah. into there yeah
0: yeah i didn't end up doing that i was like that's too stressful so i just p- pat put down like a bunch of um uh the like pee pads pee pads, pee pads yeah uh yeah. in his carrier and then i just had extra like so if he was acting kind of like he needed to go or something i would have just put them down in the litter box i guess but it yeah. didn't end up coming to that. Um, it wasn't not even like hour. in layovers and stuff? Well, it was a direct flight for me uh okay. from Beijing to Frankfurt. So it was like just um well, since we couldn't fly over Russia, it was a longer flight. It was like 12 hours. Normally that flight is like eight hours, but yeah, so it was like a 12-hour flight. And um it didn't end up coming to that. Like he didn't actually end up using the bathroom the whole time. I think it was like two strange for him like too like yeah. stressed out that's can um, hold it for a long time yeah so he didn't actually end up going until I got to my Airbnb and like had litter and spread it everything out for him so it ended up being almost like 24 hours before he actually went to the bathroom but I did try and I even took him to a park <laughs> like a dog and tried to let him like go out in in the park you know before I you know mm-hmm. um not to the Airbnb and everything, but yeah, um, so I was really stressed about that. But he ends up being, you know, totally fine, um, with the bathroom situation, um, uh, but yeah, it doesn't hurt to have just the collapsible litter box like with you, um, and technically, you're not supposed to let your cat out of the, um, out of the carrier yeah. for the whole flight. Um but you know you can kind of like put your hand in and like maybe give them some of these like you know treats or whatever because I actually heard after my flight I heard that um because Henrik he only really squawked and meowed a lot like was when we took off. So I think his ears were actually popping and that that's something that yeah. didn't even occur to me. I was like, "Oh my god, yeah." Our ears pop, so cats ears yeah. probably pop too, and that's would be such a weird experience for him. But apparently, uh, if you are able, you can like try to feed them some, some treat like this, like yeah, you know, paste or whatever, because it helps them kind of like suck, and that kind of helps them to like pop their ears, mm-hmm. I guess.
1: Like little kids chewing candy yeah. and gum and yeah.
0: stuff. Yeah, so awesome. apparently that's a thing, but again, you're not. Sub- supposed to <laughs> so yeah. if the flight attendant like walks past it's kind of not a good thing you know and because you know some people could be really allergic to cats and of course like if they try to you know sit you away from those people or whatever but like they obviously they don't want a cat getting loose in the airplane yeah so I saw
1: the guy next to me flying with his cat and they were totally fine if he had the bag on his lap during the yeah. flight, but like takeoff and landing, they were like, no, your cat has to be under yeah. the seat. and Yeah, safety same, and
0: stuff. same experience um, because it's just like your backpack or your personal item that they ask you to put under the seat, right? It, yeah. If you, essentially your yep. cat yep. is going to be your personal item. So you have your carry on and you don't get really a backpack or you know, a purse or whatever. It's, this is your personal item, right? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he, he can sit on your lap or whatever in the carrier, uh, during the flight. And that's when I was able to kind of just open the, 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 the top top <laughs> and, you know, just kind of casually just try to feed him some, some treats or whatever. And, try to keep him, give him some water too. I tried to give him a little bit of water because um, I didn't want him getting dehydrated and stuff. So yeah, yeah um, that I, I had a better experience coming from uh, Beijing to Germany. Like the flight attendants were like, oh, your cat's so cute. And they didn't really care. They weren't like, mm-hmm. they were a little bit more relaxed about having a cat on board. But like then my flight from Tbil- uh, uh, Munich to Tbilisi was, apparently like the flight before me a cat actually did get out or a dog or somebody something oh my gosh happened like right on the flight before me and so these flight attendants were already like so freaked out and they were being like extra strict on on everything they're like okay you have a cat it has to go under the under the um, carry under the seat like they were like watching me yeah. like a hawk and it was like so stressful for me because like I was like yeah they wanted to keep him like under the seat the whole time and they didn't want me to have him on my lap. And I was like, but he's, you know, he's meowing and I'm just trying to give him like, I'm not even opening it enough to, for him to escape. Like I just want to give him a little bit of, you know, these treats or whatever, and they were not having it. So it was just like kind of not the best experience, but I mean, I understand why at least
1: that one was shorter.
0: Yeah. 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 I understand why. Cause like they had just like had a bad, experience where somebody super allergic you know was around a cat that got out or whatever yeah Yeah.
1: um is there any last advice that you have for anybody who's nervous about flying with a cat or flying with a pet carry-on
0: um gosh now I don't know
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean you've given us very good advice but any any last pieces of wisdom
0: yeah, just make sure you get the microchip first and mm-hmm. get your rabies vaccination then the rabies antigen test then you have to wait the 90 days then from then you then from there you can after you get the results and the paperwork back then you can go to your vet and get your letter of health or whatever um yeah. and then you are good to go. You're good to fly. And uh, as long as the airline has space for you, uh, just follow the airline's guidelines for the carrier length and size and width or whatever. Although no one ended up like actually measuring my thing and they didn't actually weigh Henrik either. They were just like, oh, okay. You have a cat. Oh, that's the other thing. When you go to check in your, like check in your bags, you will go to like a separate counter then to pay for your ticket for your cat, which from China to Frankfurt, I think was around $60, $60 or something like that. And then from Mm -hmm. um, Munich to Tbilisi was also, I want to say $60. I can't remember exactly, but um yeah it's not that expensive but you do have to buy like an actual like ticket for your cat um and on your on your ticket it like if you print you should have it printed out beforehand and it should say like um the animals on board is like confirmed or whatever like on your e-ticket not on your boarding pass but on like your e-ticket it'll say like you're carrying animals or whatever and Yeah, so you'll just have to go to a separate counter to buy the ticket. And then you can go through security. Um, You'll have to take your cat out during security. Um, But you'll have to then they send the the bag through. And they might, because like I had Henrik on like kind of a harness. uh, They might then ask to, in Munich, they asked me to go to like a separate like room. And they kind of like scanned Henrik then in this separate room. Um, And then, yep, you're good to go. You can just get on your flight and that's it. All
1: right. Thank you so much for sharing this with us, Kara. I know a lot of people really wanted these answers. So it's nice to hear from someone who's done it very recently. So thank you so much for coming, Kara. My pleasure. Thanks again, everybody, for joining me for this episode. I really hope that you enjoyed this interview with Kara and that it cleared some things up for you. And if you haven't listened to episode 20 about moving abroad with pets, be sure to give that a listen. I break things down for you with exact training on how to go through the whole process. Finally, um, if you are stressed about what to do when you go on vacation, or you head home for a few weeks or a few months and you want somebody to stay at your house and take care of your pets, we recommend trusted house sitters. So if you remember the interview that I did with Marta, where we're talking about how to land a job that will allow you to move abroad, Um, she talks about how she traveled the world as a pet sitter. And I was saying, well, I have cats, so I need pet sitters. And we both, we both like trusted house sitters. So I have a 25% off link in the show notes. It isn't a free platform. Like it is a paid platform to join. However, it ends up saving you a ton of money because you can sign up as a pet owner or a pet sitter. So if you're listening to this chances are you have pets yourself. And as I'm talking, my cat is going nuts in the background, so hopefully you can't hear that. <laughs> so I have two cats. You can sign up as a pet owner or a pet sitter. So I would, for example, I would be a pet owner, so would Kara. Uh, and it's kind of a win-win because you get a pet sitter for free, and then your pet sitter gets free accommodation. So you're you're not paying for somebody to pet sit your pets, and they are not paying for accommodation. Um, And because, you know, there's a platform where you can do reviews, it's a bit more trustworthy than just hiring a rando to come stay at your house. So um, you can head to the link in my bio to check it out if you are worried about, like, how am I supposed to travel if, like, let's say I have a cat. Um, What if I want to go home to the U.S. for two months like I just did for Christmas? Um, Yeah, head to the link in my bio to check it out. We have a 20% off, or 25% off link. Um, And that is everything for today. So thanks again for joining me and I hope to see you in our next episode on Tuesday. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the move abroad coach podcast. If you're loving what you're learning here, don't forget to subscribe. So you never miss an episode or follow move abroad coach on Instagram to keep in touch. And finally, if you're ready to get started on this move abroad adventure, Head on over to moveabroadcourse.com to join our Move Abroad Crash Course, which will walk you step-by-step through the entire Move Abroad process. See you next week!